Hi there, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, where we can ask Elsa whatever your questions are about relationships or intimacy. And I am your host, Elsa Kepi, and you can find out more about me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. So today I wanted to tackle uh, um, a really relevant topic in today's climate, and that is our fear of human contact, which has been brought about by this crazy pandemic and all the lockdowns that we've all been subject to and the fear that we've uh, had instilled in us about uh, disease and about being too close to others and the whole kind of not trusting that we could actually have people in our lives that we can um, not wear a mask around, that we can actually touch, that we could even consider being intimate with. So I want to dive in and actually kind of discuss how the pandemic has really made us afraid to reach out to people. And I think it, it really came home for me when I was out for a walk lately and noticed that, uh, you know, a little kid, I don't know, maybe four or five years old, um, you know, kind of backed off in horror when, uh, you know, she saw me kind of close by and was kind of like, no, 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 we got to like keep our distance. And I was just thinking to myself, like, if, if little children are having that message instilled in them, what is that doing to their nervous system? What is that doing to their social engagement system? What is that doing to our ability to be human and have interaction in any type of way? And so I think it's important to consider that absolutely there may be times and you know places to keep your distance from people. But I think we also have to realize that this um, you know, that this is a, a very uh, difficult thing for our nervous system. This is um, not a natural way for us as human beings, as mammals to be. We are a, a communal species. We, you know, live in community. And so um, to, to just kind of avoid everyone and to be locked down in our own homes can be really damaging to our overall mental, physical, and other type of health. There's lots of research out there that says human touch is one of the basic needs. And that's what I want to deal with today a little bit is like, how can we uh, look at touch? How can we look at, you know, what, how do we move forward with creating like a plan to reintroduce touch into our lives? Because it's just been you know, totally taken out of our lives, unless you were lucky enough to be in a relationship or a family pod, uh, or a couple of friends that you kind of um, hold up with during the pandemic. But how do we go out and actually meet other people? How do we keep ourselves from going into the fear mode? And I think that's what's brought up a lot by by the pandemic and by the fact that we've been um, made to be afraid of other people. So we've we've engaged our fear, our fight or flight kind of nervous system, which is the sympathetic nervous system. And this, you know, can be a fight or flight response or even, you know, the parasympathetic, uh, even they call it the reptilian uh, brain uh, response to trauma, which would be just to freeze. And a lot of us have been in that freeze response for many months now. And, and so we need to kind of find a way back to 
the fight or flight, which is at least um, finding some type of movement, whether it's um, being angry or whether it's running away, at least you're moving. Uh, and even more than that, to find our way back up to the higher brain centers and what we call the ventral vagal system, which deals with social contact and pleasure. And those might be really foreign words to you at this moment, but we do need to find a way back to that, back to social contact, back to um, pleasure. Pleasure is biologically something that we are conditioned to move towards. And, you know, we've been kind of fear mongered into not moving towards pleasure, not reaching out for other people. And the ventral vagal system is involved with most aspects of social contact and pleasure. It guides things like eye contact, hearing, eating, speech, singing, nursing, kissing, smiling, and some would say direct heart to heart contact. Um, so because of its role uh, in making contact between different people favorable, this ventral vagal system is a way of achieving personal safety. But it actually requires a certain amount of safety to get there. So if we're in a freeze response, we actually have to move through the fight or flight response and then into the social engagement um, aspect of the vagal nerve to, uh, to get to that place of um, reaching out to others. And that's why prolonged stress um, tends to make this part of our nervous system atrophy, which means to, you know, die away and it impairs the development of our ventral vagal system. So this type of long-term stress and prolonged danger actually has an impact, not just, not on just adults, but when I, you know, when we look at children and how they're being affected, this is affecting their growing nervous system. And so they are having this type of long-term stress early in their lives. It's going to have a long-term effect on their ability to engage socially. And so we want to actually look at how can we repair, how can we reach out with our, um, our social engagement system, which, which is modulated by and large by the vagal nerve. And, you know, it is in the eyes, the ears, the larynx, like how we speak, the mouth, the torso, the diaphragm. And so we can use some of these things to, to find a way back to connection. And it's interesting because one of the main ways that you might want to engage your, your ventral vagal system is humming, which, you know, is something we kind of innately do when we're stressed and when we're trying to calm each other or calm children. Uh, any of you have been parents, you probably know that, you know, just having a, a hum, humming along to a lullaby or while your child is going to sleep was a way to calm them down to help them feel connected and safe and engaged. And so humming, chanting, this is a great way to engage as well, to have that kind of communal voice connection. Just going out and smiling at people, which, you know, honestly is another reason why the masks are so difficult as well is because it's hard to see when someone's smiling. We can't see their smile and it's hard to engage with their face. I personally found that I ended up looking down much of the time, whereas normally I would connect with people when I met them on the street, I would look out and, and be connecting. But, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to 
not connect because I can't see their smile. So smiling at someone can help. So if you have a chance to, you know, be socially distanced or at a, at a distance where you feel comfortable with the people that you're with and being able to look at their face and smile and make some movements with your eyes, you know, um, closing, having that pleasure response of not having to have the wide-eyed fear response, but to actually have this kind of uh, half eyes closed, you know, you might call them bedroom eyes where you're in pleasure, you know, where you can just relax, where you're sort of able to not be on high alert. This is really important for us to be able to reach out in this way. And, um, you know, we get defensive when we, we can't employ this social engagement system and when we have a social challenge. So many of us are walking around in this defensive um, state where we're not willing to look at each other, we're not willing to engage, we're, you know, stuck in our own fear response, and we're, you know, really not um, having a lot of chance to reach out and feel connected. And this is important for us to realize as we come, hopefully, as we're coming out of the pandemic and out of the lockdowns, how can we do this? So I'm just going to uh, invite you all, all, all my listeners out there to just, you know, at home, just try a little bit of, um, you can even take your arms, your hands across to the opposite shoulders and kind of stroke down your arms and just kind of give yourself a little touch. So you can kind of stroke down your arms. It feels a little bit like calming an animal. If you have a pet or a child, you can just stroke your own arms. And maybe even rocking slightly side to side or forward and back, you might find that um, rocking feels good. And then just have a little hum, like a spend a little bit of time kind of humming and rocking and see how that feels to you. Do you, what I noticed even in that very few seconds of just doing it for all of you, just noticed myself dropping into my body a little bit more. I noticed I was more present. I could feel myself in the chair. I could feel my shoulders drop down and, you know, I can feel that I'm more engaged. And even as I look at the screen and, and, you know, my podcast recording uh, screen here. I feel more connected to all of you. I feel more present. So it's interesting, just a little bit of, um, you know, self help work can move us into that engagement. And I feel like we all need like a collective vagal restart just to get back out there and into the world and making some uh, good relationships with with others. And some of these things we can do without having to be that close to someone. You know, we could still be quite far apart, but if you are connecting, you know, if you're able to see each other's face, if you're able to even do the self-touch, the self-soothing touch, if you're able to hum or share some vocal um, 
you know, singing or just some sounds. All of these things are allowing you to make some connection with other people and to start that process of feeling safe enough to reach out for other people. So I hope this has given you some ideas of ways to get back out there, ways to connect with people. It is, it is not as effective, obviously, to do it online. But if that's what you have, then that's what you have. But if you can get out in the real world and actually, you know, see and smile at and wink and let your eyes make different expressions and, you know, find that voice that you can, um, you know, talk to the people that you're with, all of these ideas start making it safe enough to reach out again. And we really have to work at this. We really do, because otherwise we are going to be stuck in this stress mode and isolation mode and it's going to have bigger effects on on our physical health and our mental health and so it's time that we looked at that and it's time that we got back out there so try some of those little tips let me know how it goes again if you're interested in working with me or finding out more about myself or my programs please do look at my website pleasureforhealth.com have a wonderful soothing and connecting day